All right, welcome to episode 59 of the Hot Grits Podcast. I'm Travis Shadon, and with me, as always, is Spencer Maddox. Today, we'll rave on Savannah State football as they scored 85 points over the weekend. NBA trades, NFL trades, Hawks ceiling watch, and March Madness updates. Stick with us for 59th time, the Hot Grits Podcast. My name is Van Johnson. I'm 67th mayor of the city of Savannah. I'm pro go Let's go. That's all we need. Ain't nobody gonna rip like me, spit like me, flip like me, drop them hot grits like me, hits like me, just like me. Ain't nobody gonna rip like me, spit like me, flip like me, drop them hot grits like me, hits like me, just like me. You have reached the office of Chip Smith, the Director of Athletics and Wellness at Middle Georgia State University. Please leave a message, I guess I'll leave and I will return your call. Yep. Thank you. To leave a voicemail, press 1 or wait for the tone. Yes, hi, Mr. Smith. This is the Hot Grits Podcast in Savannah, Georgia. Uh, we are a big-time Savannah State Tigers football uh, fan podcast, and obviously – it did not go well for you guys when you came down to Savannah and lost 85 to nothing this past weekend on the football field. But I wanted to reach out, leave a voicemail, and tell you the next time you're in Savannah, you contact us, the Hot Grits Podcast. We'll treat you kindly. We won't do anything funny, like hang 85 points on you. We got globes here. We got a bunch of fun stuff. Hope all is well. Learn from the film. God bless. Damn, dude. I kind of feel bad now that we... Can we delete that voicemail? No. <laughs> Once you leave a voicemail, you leave a voicemail. We'd have to go there. I hope it came off that I was like reaching out. Yeah, like, I mean, we were trying to we were trying to help him out, dude. Savannah State beat a football team, eighty-five to nothing, <laughs> on Saturday. Yeah, we just did that. at TA Wright Stadium. That's insane. Are we just gonna roll right through? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's roll right through. So, Savannah State wins eighty-five to nothing. Uh, Division two football, Savannah State. So they're they're only allowed or their only scheduled games are the games they schedule themselves. So they had a game two weeks ago in Mobile, Alabama, Spencer, and then their second game and their I think final game of this abbreviated season was against Middle Georgia College and State University out of Milledgeville. Yeah, the stats out of this game were I've like got them pulled up now. That's nothing, what I was pulling up. Like nothing I've ever seen in my lifetime. Incredible. Uh, Savannah State, again, 85 to nothing. That's Russell DeMossi's offense hanging 85 points. Spencer, can I just ask you for stats and then you tell me the number? Yeah. So um, how many first downs did Middle Georgia get? First downs. At the top, probably. At the top. First downs, rushing 12. How many did Middle Georgia get? Middle Georgia total. They got four first downs. Okay, how many rushing touchdowns did Savannah State have? They had six. <laughs> so they had more rushing touchdowns than Middle Georgia had first downs. Yeah, and that's then, tough. Like, what are some of the other notables? The total yardage? The total yardage was just awful. Uh, I'll give you an over-under on Middle Georgia at 10. What would you take? Uh, the under, I think I saw it. Was it six it yards? Was six yards. They accumulated six yards. On 47 plays. Which is pretty nuts. I think Savannah State, Spencer, ran 35 plays offensively, if I'm not mistaken. 
35 plays, 85 points. Are you fact-checking me here? Yeah. Th- hold on. Plays this 35. This is worthy of it. 35, 85 points. Yep. yep okay, right. so I and I tweeted this at Jadon Sports, shameless plug. Uh, that, my friend, is 2.3 points per play. <laughs> they got a safety and some change every time they touch the ball. So look, Mr. Smith, the athletic director at Middle Georgia College and State, what Savannah State did to him, I don't want him to think that that's how all of Savannah State or Savannah is. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like some of us I mean, are he's probably got a really bad taste in his mouth. From- it's not head coach Sean Quinn, offensive coordinator Russell DeMossi. It's not those guys' fault. You yeah. know what I mean? Like these guys have been waiting to play for a long time now. Middle Georgia. My question is like the the head coach, whenever you walk into a locker room, what do you say to your players to like get them up for the next game? You know what I mean? Like it's not like they just lost to Alabama like that. They lost right. to Savannah State, bro. 85, By 85 points. Nothing. Yeah. Um, like if you played a, like if you on NCAA or Madden, if you turn the sliders all the way up yeah. and make it rookie and make it maximum time, do you think like you could score 85? I like, don't think I could score close. 85 points. It would be real close. So Savannah State put the beat down on middle of Georgia College and State. And if you get a chance, if you're bored, if you're in a waiting room somewhere, uh, check out the box score. Incredible. From that game, it is incredible. Like nothing you'll ever see in college football. Uh, Spencer, I wanted to touch on one or two things in college football quickly off of Savannah State. Did you see George Pickens for Georgia? Yeah, he's out, man. Yeah. Out for the year, Could right? Be he's a gone. brutal blow. I think it's like a near certainty that he's out for yeah. the year. Yeah. I mean, ACL, I Which is, think, maybe. What, what year was he? Is he a junior? Uh, yeah. Which, I mean, that's a, pretty much a blow to his NFL chances after this year. He's got to come back. I would think, right? It's a wide um, receiver. You don't usually see guys miss. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think it might be a little too far out for any of that kind of talk. But I know that there were certain outlets uh, that were saying that this would be the year that Georgia would have a 1,000-yard receiver in a season. Yeah. In Georgia's prestigious history now, did you know this, that they've only had one 1,000-yard receiving season really? in the history of Georgia football? Was it A.J. Green? It was not. AJ was Green was suspended for that hideous crime of remember he signed his own jersey. Yeah, four games for that. Lock him up. Idiotic. Terrence, well, who, who was it? Terrence Edwards huh. has the only thousand yard receiving season for the University of Georgia, and now George Pickens will almost certainly not be on that list. Yeah. I mean, if he came back, that would be awesome. But I don't even know. I mean, I think Pickens is clearly an NFL talent. We'll see what happens with the injury yeah. and if he comes back or not. It's super sad, dude. Uh, well, yeah, sad, but it sucks for Georgia's like outlook. Yeah. More importantly, they're in the middle of spring ball. Um, do you want to I'll, – I'll give you a choice, Spencer. We can go NBA trades or NFL trades. NBA trades, duh. First. Dude, your boy, Sweet Lou, to Atlanta, you got to bump him up. At least two spots on the ceiling watch. We're headed for a Hawks watch. Sweet Lou has come home. The Gwinnett County superstar. Yeah. So uh, before we Peach break State it down. Zone, uh, Lemon Pepper Lou, as some people know him. Also a member of probably one of the more prestigious things. Could be on his you know, gravestone. One of the top five things he's done has appeared as the sixth man in my all-time favorite starting five. Which so, was? Early on in the Hot Grits podcast, we did our all-time favorite Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So we only had five picks. I made sweetly my six. I thought you meant like a f- starting five for no, a he's my he's my sixth man. Yeah, I forgot. Damn, that was a long time ago. Yeah. So how f- before we break that down, how far up does your ceiling go? Because Sweet Lou, one of your favorite players, is on this team. So we're just going to jump. We're going right into Hawks Watch? Yeah. 
I, I just want to hear yours. I'll give mine in a second, but I just want to hear. I got to tell people about Coach's Corner before okay. we do that. All right, fair. Ooh, you know about Coach's. You know about Coach's Corner. Yeah. Monday through Friday breakfast. Uh, if you go, tell them the Hot Grits podcast sent you. They'll hook it up, give you a little something, something off. Uh, John Henderson, those guys do it right over there. Thirty sixteen East Victory Drive. Also check out Carl Demasi and Chad Griffin, the coach and the AD. Uh, on the Coach's Corner Sports Network, Dan and Brandon, NASCAR bros, on Wednesday nights at 7 p.m. Go subscribe to their YouTube channel. Um, and also, what is it, 19th Hole with 19th the Herb uh, Brothers, who will not be named any further on this <laughs> podcast, uh, especially in regards to bowling. Yep. Check out all those people and the Coach's Corner Sports Network going strong. So thank you to them, our title sponsor. Spencer, last week I had the Hawks up two spots to the number seven seed. Yes. And I really, really think, and they're tipping off as we record this, Sunday night, 9 p.m. Eastern time, uh, this team has a five-seed ceiling. Okay. Now, they're advancing two <laughs> okay. more spots, and it's simply because... It has nothing to do with Sweet Lou, it's, right? It's all because of Magic City Dub. Okay. Magic City Williams, Lemon Pepper Lou, Sweet Lou, coming home to Atlanta. Incredible. They're going to miss playoff Rondo, because that's a real thing. Yeah. Um. But that has nothing to do with their seating. What sucks is well, so what sucks is you had to deal with regular season Rondo, not great, and then you don't get the benefits of those forty-eight hours where he's good in the playoffs every year. He's in the playoffs. Incredible, dude. Where last uh, week you had the Hawks at really an astounding. Their record right now is a you know on fire toward pace of twenty-three and twenty-two. They're sixth in the Eastern Conference. It's important to note that they're. Like out of their last Sunday 10, they've night. won eight. You had them as a three ceiling yeah. last week. What do you got now? I I'm gonna bump them down to a four seed ceiling. I mean, dude, Tough if they, the thing is, dude, if they had won against the Clippers, I'm keeping them at a three seed ceiling. And I honestly, obviously, I was really optimistic with that three seed ceiling. But if they had won against the Clippers, they're gonna be a three seed ceiling here. So they they're the ones that blew it. Don't be mad at me, okay? So I'm knocking them down to a four seed ceiling. They look really good, dude. Um, Sweet Lou in Atlanta is gonna be awesome. The rest the of the stretch. East I can't got wait to see the that. rest of the East got better though. Oladipo to Miami, I thought was really interesting. Yeah, Miami's sort sort of lurking right there. I think Boston entered Sunday with a twenty three and twenty two record. A lot of teams right there in the middle of the pack. I don't know if any of them are any good. Miami's a scary team, dude. It, like they have, we did this last year, yeah. where I was like, man, Miami's not real. And they're not real, and then they just went on that like ridiculous run to the finals that no one could have ever predicted. Yeah, I mean, through a bubble, no fans. Celtics yeah. were probably impacted more than anybody. Really? From I mean, <laughs> in a normal season without COVID, C's probably win the East. Right, right, right. The only thing normal about the bubble last year was that Cream City got eliminated before they were supposed to. That before was, they were supposed to? Yeah. Oh, oh yeah, because that happens in a bubble. Yeah, that yeah. happens all over the world. The Greek geek, isn't that what you call them? Yeah, the Greek geek. Um, yeah, I'm, dude, I'm going to keep him at four. Sweet. I can't wait to watch Sweet Luna. Are you going to watch any more Hawks games than you would have normally now? Yeah. Like, are you going to be locked in? Yeah. Well, you know what I do, though, is sometimes I'll go on the League Pass app or the Fox Sports app if I'm, like, checking on the Hawks score. And if it's you, – you, I know when the starters are playing because I know standard NBA rotations. So, like, early second quarter, usually I'm not tuning in. Yeah. Because that's like dudes are getting rest. But you, you always know – to close the half, obviously to close the game. Yeah, um, starters are back in. So you'll be watching from like So now when the, I know when the, the rotation fourth. comes yeah, in, yeah, yeah. and it used to have to be three levels in, do a little inception on you, three levels in when I was trying to see Bruno run 
Because then you got to really hope that yeah, there's yeah, like yeah. extra time or that somebody leaves so you're their checking, jersey. you're checking trash time. You're somebody checking. leaves their jersey at home or something. Yeah, yeah. Like, Bruno, let's go get some run. <laughs> um, he's still lurking there on the roster, providing quality depth, I'm sure, and leadership. The, so we t- the Celtics gave Taco Fall some minutes the other night. Dude, Taco Fall needs more minutes. I've been saying this for a long time. Does it not seem like he belongs out there every time he's out there? He looks goofy, but... No, nah, not while time he's lords. Seven, no. six, he's seven foot six, dude. You can't replace that, like... That the, is an advantage. I don't care. The name Taco is strong, too. Yeah, that too. I mean, the branding. We goes. haven't even talked about... I mean, we talked about Blake Griffin to the Nets. Any... Does Aldridge to the Nets move the needle at all? A lot of people are pissed about that, dude. Um, Not for me. I mean, like, again, I think similar to Blake Griffin, like, if I'm tearing them, I, I, I fear LaMarcus Aldridge, or like, if I'm playing him. If my team's playing him, I would fear him a little bit more than I think. Blake Griffin. Blake yeah. Griffin at this point, but... It, all it does is just once again solidify the fact that the Nets have surpassed obviously everyone in the East. I mean, yeah. I think it's obvious now that Philadelphia is a, is a completely t- like a tier well below. Yeah, I mean the, it's, the Nets at this point. It's, yeah, it, especially with Embiid on the fritz right now, he's got an injury. Like, when was the last time a non-LeBron team was so favored in the Eastern Conference of the NBA? Uh, I would say 2004 before he got there. 2000, you know. Yeah, maybe the. Well, yeah, I guess he got there in 2003. Maybe the Celtics in the first in the in the yeah. first year. Of the oh yeah, 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 Celtics. Maybe, but like I mean, LeBron had total control over the East for so long, and now it's the Nets. They didn't even have KD. Like he's just not. He's just taking days off. Yeah, you know what he's I mean. It just doesn't seem like he's right rushing now. back at all. Kyrie's barely playing. Like. They they always do that though, do they? Both of them just mail it in during the regular season. Is so Steve can, Nash the coach of? He's the coach of the year. I don't know, right? I, I guess I don't know. I mean, it, dude, I the Nets bummed me out because I was so excited for this season, and partly because of the Nets because they had KD and Kyrie. There was like parity there before they got Harden. I was like, this is a good competitive team. Now it's another super team, dude. I, I'm not. I hate that. Don't you think that's like bad for the game? Doesn't it, don't you think that drives a lot of casual fans away? No, I mean you I don't like not anymore. I think people had a gripe with it like early, but I mean, look, not to be obsessed with the guy. It was LeBron who did this. Yeah, like this is the kind of effect he had, and I'm not saying it's bad. I don't think it is bad for the game. But I think that is. is the kind of power he has. Say what you will about Mike, Michael Jordan, and them. Those guys always say they wouldn't go play with with their. They want to beat. Yeah, the other guy. But here's the fact of the matter: is they weren't thinking about things like that. Like they didn't know that the players were the players didn't have that much power. Yeah. that they have now, and that's because of LeBron. Yeah, that's they were. They LeBron. basically took they took contracts that they could get back then. Dude, like, an entire conference of a professional sports league waved the white flag for six years. Yeah, while he was in my or for five years while he was in Miami, and then the first year back in Cleveland. Yeah, nobody was contending. Now it's back to the Nets, and the Celtics just get surpassed. John Carr Real Estate. Why is that? Because he is selling houses left and right. This guy is the MVP of the Savannah Real Estate Market, and he's been one of our marquee sponsors for a long time now. Call John today if you have questions or are just curious about selling or buying real estate in the Savannah area. 912-228-0916. That's 912-228-0916. Spencer John Carr is the man who is behind sponsoring the Hot Grids Podcast NCAA Tournament Bracket Pool, yep. which your bracket, like mine, is completely down the list. I think it's just in disarray. 
pretty much out of it. I think it's safe to say we are safely eliminated, but there is some contention up there. I was I was hanging in there until FSU went down today. That it's a was competitive the... bracket. Like there's some people up there yeah. that still have some fighting chances. As yeah. we're recording this, Alabama is getting everything at once from UCLA. I haven't checked in on that score, but uh, some other action from the NCAA, Spencer. Loyola and Oral Roberts, both eliminated. Yep. Both were going. Did you watch that Oral Roberts game last night? Uh, Yeah. Against Arkansas? Oh, my God, man. Pretty freaking good. That was pretty freaking good. That's about good, right? all you can ask for from a Sweet 16 game. That was about as good as it gets, man. And they almost hit that buzzer beater. And, like and you the wonder, entire way. You wonder if Sister Jean, also at Loyola. Yeah. Another Christian school. If she's kicking herself, wondering what what more <laughs> could she have done? Did she? What more could she have prayed for? But here's the thing, and I thought about this a lot, Spencer. If you're you're believing in prayer and and you're a Christian school like Oral Roberts and Loyola Chicago, you better be careful here. Here's the thing now. Okay. Here's the thing now. If you're into that, I'm not against it at all, and I and I think like it might work. But yeah. here's the thing. There is no longer process than that of a, a Christian school or, for that matter, BYU. Because they're, even after every loss, it's not about that. It's not about that, right? Like It's a process. It's about becoming better human beings. Yeah. On and off the court. It's about... Yeah. Right? So that process is forever. Like, you just... You can just rationalize any loss in the tournament, I feel like. You know what I mean? Well, yeah, I think they're still upset when they go home, though, right? I mean, they did... Pr- I'm, I'm assuming they prayed to win, though, right? Like... If it be his will. If it be his will. Okay. If it be his will. Oregon State... My family's Pentecostal, dude. Oregon so we, State, we, like, meanwhile, is in, like, the sixth level of Dante's hell right now. Like, Oregon State just did the worst thing of all time, eliminating Loyola Chicago. Yeah. I hated that so yeah, much. Yeah, that was awful. Oregon State... It's not a good not Cinderella for me. Dude. Yeah, it's not a good Cinderella story, dude. I think it's because they're they're at the other end of the world from us. They're literally you could not be further away in these United States of America than Oregon State is from Savannah. Can we make basically. it where Oregon State and Oklahoma State don't have identical yeah. university colors? Too? Yeah, I agree. Could you guys do the rest of us a favor so we stop confusing you? Oregon State and Oklahoma State will forever be. The same mascot and logo yeah. to me, like the, it's like the Jazz and the Nuggets. Stop being the same people. Oregon State seems, is like one of those schools that just pops up randomly with a with a good team out of nowhere. They did it like a few years ago with college football too, right? Like, like um, ten years, like they made like a bowl run, like a deep one. See, dude, I'm doing it again. I don't know if yeah, the Mike I don't know Gu- if it was Oklahoma State. I don't either. know if it was the Mike Gundy. I'm a man. Yeah, was that OK State? That was that was OK State. It was one of the two. Here's that what I'll ask know. you though: Oregon State is on to the Elite Eight. Can you be a Cinderella team if you come from a Power 5 conference? I mean... So, UConn won as a 7 seed in the NCAA tournament, but they were from the Big East. I don't think people think of UConn, that Kimball Walker team, as being Cinderella. No. No chance. Right? UConn is like a blue-blood basketball school. So, Oregon State is not... Like, you can't be a Cinderella and be from Power 5. But Oregon State's different. They, they're not even... I guess they're power. Yeah, they're power five. But like, would you consider them a basketball school? I go back no. to: is it a basketball school or not? And if it's not a basketball school, then no. Like US, USC isn't like a basketball school by any means, but they've had some really good teams there. So I wouldn't consider them a like a Cinderella story. You know what I mean? But Oregon State, like what? What about UCLA? As we are recording this, they are not a Cinderella team. No, Spencer can't see it, but I'm watching it down below. Two minutes left, Spencer. Alabama leads UCLA 61 
to 60. Alabama has the ball. Two minutes yeah. to go. UCLA, an 11 seed. Obviously, they can never be a Cinderella. No. Even if they were 16. Like, no. UCLA if, is if, not allowed to be a Cinderella. If Duke was a 16 seed, would we call them a Cinderella team if they made a run? Absolutely not. No. How, no. how pure has this tournament been without those scumbags in the tournament? It's been awesome. Without, without Duke in the tournament? Yeah, without the yeah. bums. We uh, still got to decide what my uh, college team is on air. We haven't decided that since I'm no longer a Duke fan. I've changed my loyalties. <laughs> right, right. It's like my playoff seed for the Hawks. It's never going to change. Yeah. Every episode. Um, uh, one more thing on the tournament. Okay, Arkansas, Alabama now potentially to the Elite Eight. Uh, the SEC, obviously, LSU took Michigan for all it's worth. And, and the SEC had a pretty good year. All of this success from the SEC, including possibly two teams in the Elite Eight, just makes me even more mad that Georgia can never, and seemingly in my lifetime, has never figured out how to put a winning product on the basketball floor. Even South Carolina made it to a Final Four yeah. pretty recently. They don't have success every year. They're pretty bad every year. And this is what Even getting- Auburn, now Alabama. How about Arkansas? Tennessee's been successful. Yeah. LSU, Vanderbilt, all of these schools. When's the last time they made a tournament? Georgia? Yeah. They made it, uh, Georgia made it under. They haven't made it in the past 10 years, right? Uh, no, I don't think so. Yeah. No, I don't think so. That so. means they've had more number one picks than they have tournament appearances in the past 10 years. That's correct, sir. <laughs> That's awful. And, and from Georgia. Yeah. If you just go like 20 miles and take a circumference around Fulton County, circumference, no big deal. I know what that means. 20 miles around Fulton County, there's 25, four and, f- four and five stars every yeah. year. Well, you could, dude, you could just record. Georgia gets none of them. They you could just recruit Atlanta, Macon, and Savannah, and you've got a tournament team right there. I guarantee I, it. I left Florida out, too. All of these schools. And so, like, if you're a Georgia fan and you don't care about basketball, that's fine. But if you really are in public saying things like it's a football school, it, it does, it's, not, it's never going to be as big of a deal. You you got your head in the clouds like you're you're lost or like you're you need to go to a nursing home because yeah. you're, you're senile. Why haven't they been able to piece it together? Everyone. It? I mean, I left Florida. Won back to back Natties. Yeah. They're a football school. They won. They managed to win one in football and basketball. Why haven't they imagine? been able to piece it together? What is it? I don't. I I don't know. I mean, clearly, clearly the hiring uh, has not been great. Yeah. And, and even more than that, above the men's basketball job is the AD. So McGarity, Greg McGarity hires Tom Crean. McGarity's no longer there. Tom Crean's sort of just there working for a man that did didn't not, hire him. Wor- yeah. Well, working for a woman. I think George's AD might be a woman now. Okay. No idea. Uh, but anyway, so Tom Crean, not the right guy. Mark Fox wasn't the right guy. Uh, Felton wasn't the right guy. Georgia has never been good. And stop hiring. Hear my, stop hiring old dudes, you know? They need to hire uh, Jonas Hayes from yeah. Xavier, former UGA star. Fire, hire Becky guy. Hammond from the Spurs. Ooh, Get a woman in there, dude. Moving things forward, progressive. Yeah, I'm not even a progressive guy. No one would ever consider me progressive. Don't limit I'm yourself. More like, no, I'm more like anarchist, dude. I, I want chaos, you know? If you want chaos, friend, yeah, I'd give where you, where you the going? top of the NFL draft. All right. The Dolphins are Miami Dolphins. Caused a stir in the NFL draft because Miami now has four of the top 50 picks, including 6, 18, 36, and 50. But what happened was San Francisco now moves up. San Francisco, probably in the quarterback market, picking third. 
Philly's picking 12th, and Miami 6th. But Spencer, the Falcons are there at 4, and I'm telling you, I still I can't shake the feeling that they're going to stay at 4, the Falcons, and they're not going to draft a quarterback. And that would be the absolute worst-case scenario. I uh, I, I was going to so – we talked about this earlier today. I think there's a good chance they don't draft a quarterback, like a, a legitimately good chance. And I think uh, – Would one, you be okay with that? Mm, I don't know. I, I I think they should trade down personally if they're gonna they, like they extended Matt Ryan's deal or not extended they uh, restructured Matt Ryan's deal right so they've by doing that they've pretty much committed to well if you read some of the press they they want to build a statue for Matt Ryan because he restructured yeah his contract well, he, I mean, he, he, Matt Ryan ended up, ends up making more money really in the restructure he just backloads it oh, okay make room for the cap wise there I got you so basically that means they're but they're committing to him. Yeah, I well think they, they, yeah, they backed up what they said all along was what they they didn't want to part with Matt Ryan. What if, what if what would you think if they took like somebody like Kyle Pitts from Florida? Then I would say desperately, desperately try to get back even to five. Yeah, try to get to or six. to six. If you can't get there, get to seven. I like Kyle Pitts as much as the next guy, but there are teams all across the league that would love to have the number four pick, and it ain't for Kyle Pitts. Yeah, it's for a quarterback. Yeah, if you don't want a quarterback, don't stay at four, no that's matter a, what. And, and they have plenty of time to decide this now. It could be draft day where they do it, but you can't. That for me is the only bad pick. That's for, for that's Atlanta. the problem though. Is that right at four, like right after that, there's a few teams that don't need a quarterback that probably wouldn't take uh, Justin Fields per se. I don't know if Justin Fields will be around at four. He might. Uh, he might get taken at three, but one of those two quarterbacks, yeah. him, you know. So there's a bunch of teams there, so they could say, okay, if Atlanta doesn't take him at four, we can just wait, and we might get him at nine, ten. You know what I mean? Yeah. Right there. So that's uh, that makes it hard for Atlanta to trade back unless like they do what you say and tr- actually draft the quarterback. Then they can trade him during the draft. You know what I mean? And they need to go ahead and send Julio Jones to Miami for, they the, need to get- <laughs> for the 36th overall pick. Well, they need to— That's, tra- a, that's a done deal. Both, both sides agree. Both sides get better. Make that happen. They need to trade Julio Jones before the draft or during the draft, I would think. I was thinking about this today. If they could draft two weapons on draft day, if they trade back, they could probably get two picks within the top 15. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And they could take two weapons, and then they'd be set forever or for the next five years on, on weapons. But who knows, man? I'm, are you excited for the NFL draft? I don't know. No, I'm, not yet. Yeah. Not yet. And I've been I like think, starting I think props to, to. Props to the NBA for that. Yeah. Props to the NBA for that because uh, Adam Silver, like his league, amongst all of this, COVID, anything, like his league is a well oiled machine. Yeah, I, mean, I agree. The NBA is rolling right now. Plus, MLB starting this week. I haven't been. I've been just starting to like read up on uh, mock drafts and stuff. Like, I've, 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 I've looked at a few. At least one minute left now. Alabama still leads by the same exact score. So 60s, and this is college basketball in 2021. And the time that I last updated you, 60 seconds of game time has occurred, and not one point has been scored. 61-60 Alabama with a minute to go. Pretty wild stuff, huh? Me and my dad got an argument uh, the other, or I think it was last night. What did Oral Roberts choke? You think Oral Roberts choked that? I wanted to hear this. Um. No. No? No. I argued that they choked it. I can be convinced. Yeah. Really? I, 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 I so was... are you sliding Arkansas now? 
No, I mean, like, anytime you're up by double digits with not a lot of time to go, I don't care if the other team is better than you on paper. I don't care if you're, like, not supposed to be there, any of that. If you lose that, it's choke chop. Right? Mm, okay, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. He was, I, in, like, I don't like the argument that they they didn't belong there. And that if that's the case, then what are they do, even doing on the floor? No, like, you yeah, had that argument's weak because they yeah. clearly did belong there. Yeah. Right? They've won, they won, what did it take them, two games, three games to get there? Two games. So, I mean, they uh, yeah. beat better opponents than Arkansas. They knocked out number two seed, Ohio State. So, I don't know. I think they choked it. Good year, though. UCLA going in the line with 40 seconds to go, two shots to try to take the lead. Uh, Spencer, if I gave you any team in the field, plus five points in a title game on a neutral court against Gonzaga, would you take the other team? How no, many I'm points? Taking- how many? Who, who is the team that would take the least amount of points for you to bet them? Neutral court tomorrow versus Gonzaga. Uh. Baylor? Does that make sense? Yeah. No, no, no. It, it does. How many points would you need to take Michigan over Gonzaga tomorrow on a neutral court? Seven and a half. What about Baylor? I'd say probably seven. Yeah, like right around that range. What about Oregon State? <laughs> Get out of here, dude. Houston. I'm serious. Houston. Uh, Houston. Houston. I've been all over Houston, so I, I would take Houston there. But. Houston's really good. And I t- I'm telling you, I would need at least 12 and a half to even consider yeah. not taking Gonzaga. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've, to be fair, I've got Gonzaga over Houston in the title game. They're like, so, if Gonzaga does this, shout out to the fighting Greg Talbots. If Gonzaga runs the table and, and they do so in this kind of fashion, the way that they've been beating teams, I mean, they handled yeah. Creighton. Creighton was really They're great. just a balanced team, dude. It doesn't seem like... We would have to consider them as possibly the, one of the greatest teams of all time yeah. and also certainly of our era. Yeah. Well, and they're going to get drafted like that too, dude. Like, There's going to be... I think they've got three first rounders on that team. It's not like yeah. it's not like this is just like a, a plucky team. You know what I mean? It's not like they just play well together or anything. Like this is a star studded team. So and in our lifetime in our lifetime that will have been clearly UConn women. The greatest that's the yeah. greatest one run in women's basketball history. I think you can make an argument for the back to back teams at Florida. Those were really good. Certainly the LSU squad with Burrow I mean we were talking oh, about we're talking that. about all college sports? One season greatest team of all time. Of late, it seems like that's been happening a little bit yeah. more often. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. So LSU, possibly one of the greatest college football teams of all time. If Gonzaga runs the table, now you're starting to talk about them as one of the greatest teams of all time. They're undefeated yeah. and beating the hell out of people. Yeah. Did you know that Gonzaga and Baylor had a game? And we'll, and we'll wrap up. Gonzaga and Baylor had a game scheduled earlier this year that was called off because of COVID? No, I did not. In December? Are you serious? Yeah. I mean, obviously, uh, that was a big-time game at that point in time, but I don't I Nobody knew it was going to happen. Yeah, That's, is that the ideal like uh, third party matchup, like for someone that who doesn't have a team in the tournament? Third party match. Yeah, like, yeah, it, absolutely. Like, They've been the, the top two teams all year. I see what you mean. Yeah, like neutral party. If Gonzaga uh, yeah. beats Baylor in a title game, that surely like no one would be like, oh, it was a week. Yeah. No. Right? No, 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 no. Like. Yeah. Who could they didn't get a cakewalk? So who could Gonzaga like if Gonzaga did face Oregon State or somebody like that in the title game? Mm-hmm. That would suck. That would suck because then you'd still always wonder like what would have happened if yeah you, they had to go you don't want to give it to them. Like, yeah. I I want to see I want to see Houston play Gonzaga. Uh, who's your second favorite in this at this point? Is it Michigan or rooting for or like who do I think who, is do, you, who do you think's the second best team? I think Michigan. Like, I think Michigan is, it has been really really impressive. I think so too. They're, the way they play, the way they can, they're sort of the anti Alabama. Uh, yeah. The way they can play in the half court is pretty incredible. You don't see a lot of like. 
you, you just don't see a lot of styles the way that Michigan plays now. Plus, they, they're one of the lone Air Jordan uh, yeah. collegiate brands. That's always been a fresh look for me. Of course that matters to you. You're a brand guy, dude. These things matter. Yeah. All right, we'll wrap up. Uh, I guess we want to watch the end of this game. Alabama 62-61 now leading. Well, Louisa. you have a uh, – somebody said you look like Dansby Swanson again. Same guy. Came Same back guy. to the bar. You remember a few episodes yeah. ago. Uh, he, he goes, hey, man, remember me? And I go, dude, like before he could even tell me, I was like, yeah, of course I remember you. Yeah, you know, I talked about you on our podcast. You're my hero, bro. <laughs> he was like, man, you look just like Dansby Swanson. I swear to God, every time I see you. <laughs> And I was like, what? what a joke. And dude. I was like, man, you're like, this is, you sit down, sit down. <laughs> I kicked the old lady out from the scene next to me. I was like, this guy's sitting here. Dude, you tried to call me and wake me up. I was like, dude, I'm in bed. What, are you okay? Holy and you're like, no, 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 no. This is just take a second. I was like, no, dude. 12 seconds to go. <laughs> now UCLA leads by a point over Alabama. Timeout Alabama with 12 seconds to go. 63-62 Bruins. Can UCLA go to the Elite Eight? What? Incredible. Spencer, uh, how do they find you? They find me at Spencer Maddox underscore. Don't you dare forget that underscore. Follow us at the Hot Grits on Instagram. I get that right that time. Yeah, you the nailed it. You nailed it. You nailed it. At Jadon Sports for me. Click those five stars on Apple. We're on Spotify, Google Podcasts. We're everywhere. Tell your friends. Uh, next episode, Spencer, Major League Baseball preview episode with Mike Anthony. We're breaking out a lot of stuff, including baseball movies, most underrated, most overrated. Pretty good baseball talk. Yeah. With Mike Anthony, we went a long time with him, so that'll be episode sixty, and then season four. Here we come, straight to the moon. Until then, be safe, wash your hands, you filthy animals. Peace. <laughs>